Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Well, good morning, church. How are you today? Ah, oh, so good to see you. Welcome. Glad you're here. Happy New Year. How about that? Brand new year. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm so glad you're here. I know we have guests with us today. If you're part of our church, will you give our guests a good clap? Let them know you're glad they're here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're beginning a series today called Reset. And I'm looking forward to this series where we get to have a fresh start to the year and we can maybe reset some habits and reset some goals and really dig in and get closer to God, prepare for the new year. And and so this series is called Reset because we want to reset our hearts for the Lord. Today, my title of my message is Reset My Spiritual Practices. And when I talk about spiritual practices, I'm talking about the, the things that we do to connect with God. So it's our worship, it's our prayer, it's our Bible reading. And, and, and can I make a little confession today? You all right with an honest pastor today? Um, yeah, okay, good. Well, too bad, you got him. But um, listen, my last season of life from about Thanksgiving to about January 1 has been absolutely chaotic in my life. And um, some of it's been self-imposed, I understand that. But but just let me just tell you a little bit about my life, and you'll understand why I really am excited about this series called Reset. So since, you know, back in like early, uh, like before Thanksgiving in that range, we had our grand opening in our new building, and the lead up to that was stressful, just so much to do and get ready. And then we had our grand opening in our new building. Everybody remember that? That was good, so good. So that was great, and, and so then about that same time, Harriet and I um, had this really grand idea that we wanted to live closer to our church, and we were living over in Leland, so we decided right in the middle of holidays and right in the middle of, of this building, you know, finishing up, let's sell our house and let's get a house over here closer to the church, and so it sold in a weekend, which kind of like, okay, so now we had to go into packing up everything and then getting to a new house and going through all the offers. And so we found a new house that we really love. And I've affectionately said the house needs a hug, all right? So it needs a little renovation process. And then I've jokingly said once we've been in it, the house didn't want a hug. It actually wanted a make-out session. Like, that's what it, that, that's what it was all about. It like, it's like, no, I'm not getting away with a hug. You got to do more than that to make me happy. So, so we went into renovations. And so, um, so we were in the house for maybe two nights. And I said to Harriet, honey, I noticed a little rustling in the attic. I said, I think we have some mice in the attic. I said, but don't worry about it. I'll get up there, I'll put a little trap out, we'll catch that little mouse and we'll be good. She's like, cool. Well, the very next day, she is in our living room and out from under our couch comes a full-blown huge rat. Oh, I'm not talking about a mouse. You're not thinking with me. 
This rat had a tail that long in our house. One thing in the attic. So she sent me a text. She saw the rat and sent me a text and it said, honey, I'm out of here. I'm packing my bags. I'm going to Bailey's house and I'll see you later. Let me know when the rats are gone. I'll come back home with you. So I said to her, well, honey, we can't let a rat keep us out of our house. I said, I'm spending the night. You go on. I'm manning up. I'm in this house. And so, so that first night, I hear rats everywhere. Oh, I don't sleep a minute. So I get up the next day and I'm going to Lowe's and I go to the department where there are, you know, rat traps and they have these giant traps that look like a, like a, like a Trinosaurus type mouth, you know, like big, huge trap. And I went like this with my cart. I bought every one they had. I cleared them out. 17 traps, 10 bait houses, and four sticky traps. That was all they had. I took them all. I mean, I got to get my wife to come back home, you know? So I put out traps everywhere. I trap a ginormous rat in the garage. I caught the one that came out from underneath there. And um, so second night though, I, I realized that there's rats. And so I told her, I said, I'm coming to Bailey's too. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I, I chickened out, man. I'm like, I can't man up on these guys, you know? And so, so I'll tell you that that was the season that we were in. Um, through the holidays. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, and like chaos. Now I will tell you, we won the battle. We're back home now and, and we have our home back. Yay, yay. Um, it, it's like a, a giant, you know, like barrier of, of rats around our house, but that's okay. Well, listen, it's been chaos in my life. You can imagine, you can feel that. And so what happens in that moment, and this is where I'm going to be transparent, is my spiritual practices were chaos as well. You know, when you get real busy in life and things are going crazy, you tend to sometimes not have the best patterns of your spiritual life. Now, listen, I wasn't in sin. I'm not saying that. But, but if I continued a pattern of not having consistent devotional times and not reading my word like I should or trying to squeeze it in. Y'all ever do that? You're like, oh, I'm just gonna like read it really quick so I can check the box. And you know, I found myself checking some boxes and, and just trying to, you know, like get it in. And you know, if I continue that pattern, it would be sin because you know, know better, do better. And, um, and I know better. And so that leads me into this series of reset. And I'm really excited about resetting spiritual practices and getting really close to the Lord. Now, I believe there was grace on my life, but I believe it's time. And I want you to know today's the day for us to draw close to God. And it's going to be your day today to draw close to God. Let me, let me just get you in my, my court with me. How many of you would be real honest with me and say, Pastor, I need to reset my spiritual patterns and practices and, and I need to get closer to God. And, and so if that's you, would you raise your hand? I need to know I'm in the, yeah, good. 
If you didn't raise your hand, pray for the rest of us because you got it all figured out. We love you. God bless you. Resetting spiritual practices. We need a reset button in our life. Can I get an amen? amen. At my CrossFit gym, there's a group of people who are really zealous and serious about their health and fitness. And so they've started this thing at the gym that I am not a part of, and you'll hear why in a moment. But they've decided to do what is called 75 Hard Challenge. Have any of you heard about the 75 Hard Challenge? Well, listen, it's called hard for a reason. And this is what they are doing. I am not, because for 75 days, this is what they're doing. For 75 days, they have to follow a strict diet. For 75 days, they drink a gallon of water every day. Mm. For 75 days, no cheap meals or alcohol. And if they miss any part of this, they have to start over at 75 days. Listen, they exercise, they exercise twice a day for 45 minutes and one of those has to be outside. They read 10 pages of a self-improvement book every day for 75 days. And that's why it's called 75 hard. Would you agree with me that's hard? So compared to that, what I'm going to do is challenge you to what I'm calling 21 easy. <laughs> 21 easy today, church. That's how I roll. That, that, I'm your kind of pastor right here. 21, we're gonna fast and we're gonna pray for 21 days. But compared to that, this is easy stuff. So listen, tomorrow we're kicking off 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so for 21 days, I'm gonna invite you, challenge you to follow a fasting plan and then also add into your daily life reading the word in prayer and worship. And so we're gonna fast together. We're gonna call it 21 easy. That's just my way of calling it, but I think it's funny, 21 easy. So what is fasting? So fasting is a, is a biblical practice, biblical. Now I know some people will, will like fast for health purposes and great, but I wanna biblically practice and I wanna grow deeper to God. So you can see on the screen, kind of a simple way to look at it, but fasting eliminates physical practices of our life. So things in our life that we need to say no to so that we can focus more on spiritual practices. And so for fasting is, is the point where we take some of the things of the world and we set them aside so that we can spend more time with the Lord for 21 days. So I have a long definition. So that was the short, let me show you the long definition. Here's the long definition. Spiritual fasting is a practice that involves abstaining from food and sometimes other activities for a specific period of time, 21 days, as a means of developing a deeper spiritual connection with God, heightening your spiritual awareness, and resetting your spiritual practices. And so I want to lead us as a church through a season of fasting together. And there's some things that we need to learn to say no to during this season. Some, some worldly things, some, some things that had to do with food, other types of ways for us to fast so that we can say yes to God in a deeper way for this 21 days. So the first thing I want to mention to you in a fast is, is it's customary to fast from some foods. So some people will do a Daniel fast. A Daniel fast is a great way to fast. If you don't know what Daniel fast is, just, 
just type it in your search engine and look up Daniel Fast. You can learn all about Daniel Fasting. Uh, so fasting is, is primarily around food. The Bible says this in, in Matthew chapter 4, 4, and Jesus was in the middle of a fast for 40 days. And he said, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, we, we need to obviously feed our physical bodies, but there's a necessity for us as believers to feed our spiritual life as well. And so we need to learn to, to feed the spirit life so that we can be strong in our spirit life. Food is this like constant reminder. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I like food. So I'm in for food. I like it. And, um, and I like to eat pretty regularly. Now, I do my best to not eat too much junk food, but it slips in, especially in the holidays. Oh, my gosh. This, this year, I told Harriet coming into Thanksgiving, I, was like, I said, honey, I'm stressed out about everything, and, and, I, and I, I'm going to eat comfort food for the next, you know, two months. I said, I plan on gaining 12 pounds <laughs> so that when I come into this fast, I can really fast and really like lose some weight, you know. So that's why I, I told somebody today I wore black today because it's very thinning um, because we haven't started the fast yet. Food is this thing though that, that is, is a constant reminder. So if you ever miss a meal, your body will talk to you on it. Your body will say, hey, I'm hungry. Your body will cry out for, for food. And I think that when we fast from food, it becomes a constant reminder to turn to God. So when you feel a hunger pain, and instead of going to the refrigerator, you can go to the Lord and say, God, I need you. God, I need to be strengthened by you today. Food becomes an easy way to keep us in a way that we are seeking God on a regular basis. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to be invigorated in your life. And I believe that through the the things of the world and the, the busyness of the seasons and the chaoses that you all go through as well, we tend to lose our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And through a fast, we begin to say no to some things of the world so that the Holy Spirit becomes more sensitive and more alive within us. And so we want to, to fast from some foods. Now, before I jump into some of that, if you have specific medications and health concerns, Please follow those guidelines. I don't want you to get hurt from, you know, your church fast. And so, but for most of us, we can fast from some foods. And so I'll give you some examples of, of foods to fast from. So like I mentioned, you could do the Daniel fast. You could, you could do a fast where you, instead of doing 21 days all day long, maybe you fast from your lunch every day and you turn that into your time to spend with God. And that might be a good option. I know my fast this year is going to be where I eliminate all sugars and desserts and I'm gonna eliminate all the, the bad carbs, which are like all the chips. I love chips. Everybody love chips? I love chips. I, listen, Harriet will go to bed about 8.30 and then I hear something in the kitchen. I hear it, Tim, there's chips in here. So I'm gonna eliminate those chips I'm gonna eliminate all soft drinks. It's gonna be water and coffee only. Some of you are like, coffee? Yeah, it's 21 easy, people, 21 easy. Don't judge me. No food 
or snacks after 7 p.m. for Tim. Amen? Woo! So listen, you, you, need, to, you need to figure out your fast. Um, you need to eliminate some things in your diet that are pleasurable to you. Like for me, if, if listen, I can fast from mushrooms all year long. I'm in a fast. I haven't had a mushroom in so long. It doesn't bother me. Listen, you go, I, chips, you know, you got to find the, 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 the stronghold in your life and, and begin, to, begin to fast from that. There are other things to fast from. You may want to fast including with some sort of food. Social media. What a relief that would be. Technology. Maybe some entertainment things. Maybe you fast from some gaming or from television or other activities. I heard of one person who did a speech fast. Now, some of you might be like, oh, don't do that. Speech fast is about not talking. This person was fasting and eliminating all negativity and complaining for 21 days. I think that ought to go past 21 days in my opinion. One person was doing a material fast, including, meaning they only purchased what was absolutely necessary. So those are some things to say no to. A couple tips about saying no to some things. I want to encourage you to start slow. If you have never fasted or it's been a long time since you have done without some things, then choose a pattern that you can succeed in. Don't go full-blown, you know, I'm going water only for 21 days. You're going to fail and you're going to be miserable. And so don't do that. So start slow and build into something. If you're accustomed to eating a whole lot of sugar and drinking a lot of caffeine, then don't stop suddenly because you are going to be absolutely miserable and everyone around you is going to not like you for 21 days. So don't, don't cut it off that quick. Let your fast be a, a, a gradual portion to come off of those things. I want to encourage you this year in your fast to be humble and generally quiet about your fast. This fast is between you and the Lord. And no one needs to know all about your fast. Maybe have a group of friends or maybe your small group, life group that gets kicked off and Maybe have a, some people that can pray with you and encourage you, but, but you don't need to post it all over Facebook and TikTok and all that. And you just, just let this between you and the Lord. Let it be a humble season of, of seeking God this year. When you're with other people, don't let fasting dominate your conversation. Like smile and enjoy being with people. Amen? Be humble. Don't be legalistic. Sometimes it's easy to get legalistic in a fast. You can get really rigid and you can get to the point to where everything is about what I'm not doing and in your legalism you forget to seek God. And, and you know, you're going to have times where you might need to take your foot off the pedal for a minute with your you're fast. Like, I'll give you an example. If you have a birthday in the next 21 days, I'm saying take that day and eat some cake. You know what? You know, enjoy. Listen, because we're not legalistic. We're in the New Testament. We're grace. And, and listen, you can seek God. And, and I'm just saying, don't be legalistic with this. 
That's such a good word. I, I like that word. If you mess up, and you may, and it's okay, turn back to the Lord. Just go, Lord, I messed up. I really wanted to, to do better, and, and, and I didn't. And God, my heart is back for you. I love you. And just turn back to the Lord. Get back on your fast and move forward. Amen? So listen, I want to encourage you to make a plan today about tomorrow's fast. Because if you wait until tomorrow to decide what you're going to do, then you're going to get up tomorrow without a plan. And without a plan, you're going to, to not succeed in what you want to do. And so I'm going to put this little slide on the screen, and, and I would encourage you to take a picture of this. And, and then you can do this sometime today, but, but take this picture, and I am fasting from the following physical practices for your day. Hey, are you going to take a picture and do this? Is that better? Hey, take that picture. Hey, listen, you need to know what you're going to fast from. So right on the line, I'm going to fast from all sugars and, and make it your thing and, and come up with what you're going to do. And I'm going to drop off of social media. And oh, by the way, when some of you get off social media, do me a favor. Don't tell everybody. Do you ever see that? I'm fasting from social media for the next 21. Nobody cares. And none of us are that important. Let it go. They, don't, they won't even know you didn't post. It's all right. Fasting. That's half the equation, right? So what are you going to add, though, in your diet? So we're going to take out some physical things so that we can spiritually grow close to God. Without a spiritual element to a fast, then you're just on a miserable diet. And so I want to encourage you to connect with God through prayer and reading your word, worshiping and attending church. And, and I just want to give a few helpful tents, tips, especially for some people maybe who are really brand new in their walk with God. And, and if you are really new in your walk with God, I'm so proud of you for being here today. I'm so proud of you that you would even take a challenge of thinking about fasting. And so I want to give some tips. Now, if you've been walking the Lord for a while, then you kind of know what to do. And so I want to help some, some of those that are a little bit beginners. And so here's what I want to encourage you to do is to take five minutes every morning and pray. And you're like, well, I've never prayed. Let me, let me just give you a little, a little help what to do. I would encourage you to get a little notebook and write down three or four or five things that you would love to see God do in your life this year. And just write them down. Just bullet point them. And then in the morning when you're going to pray, you can use that same list every morning for 21 days. And then all you have to do is say, in Jesus' name, Lord, would you? And then you can just pray. Lord, would you help me grow closer to you this year? In Jesus' name, would you help my son or daughter to come back to the Lord this year? In Jesus' name, would you help my marriage thrive this year? In Jesus' name, would you help me get that job that I really want? In Jesus' name. It's that easy. Do you know, you don't have to add all the these and thous and thuses into a prayer for God to love it. Matter of fact, I'm pretty convinced he loves a pure heart that simply prays and talks to him without all of the other jargon in it. Amen? So if you want to just pray, just pray. Keep it simple. Another way to pray is you can get the Lord's Prayer. And you can pray the points of the Lord's Prayer out. 
Our Father in heaven, how, hallowed be your name. Listen, you can stop right there and say, God, how great is your name. Jesus, the name above all names, I worship you. And then you can move to the next statement. And you can just pray through the Lord's Prayer. I love to take a few minutes in, before I begin my prayer time and just turn on a, a worship song. And I'll, I'll just put it on my phone, something simple, just any worship song. And, and I just let it play and I just let my ears hear it and I just say, Lord, I love you, I worship you. It's amazing what happens when I stop and I slow down and I turn on that worship song. It's like all of a sudden I just begin to feel the presence of God with me. And in that really holy moment when I just say, God, this is on my heart. Would you, in the name of Jesus, would you touch this? Would you heal this? Would you move in this area? And in Jesus' name, amen. Man, it's such a precious time. And so if you're really new, would you take that tip this year and just say for 21 days, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pray a little bit. And then if you would be one of those that would add to that reading your Bible. You don't have to read a lot, but let the, the Word of God feed you. And if you've never been in your Bible before and you're like, I don't know where to start, what to do, I want to encourage you to go to the book of John. Find the book of John. It's in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's really cool about the book of John is it's 21 chapters. You can read a chapter a day for 21 days right along with this fast, and that word will feed your spirit. Amen? So do that. Come to church in a 21 days. We have three Sundays. You get to come to church and worship the Lord together and make that part of your commitment, your devotion to God. And so let's do another picture. So on the screen, I'm committing to the following spiritual practices for 21 days. So you need to take that picture. You ready? Let's get our picture ready. There it is. Thank you. Take that picture. All right. Now, I want you to take your picture and then I want you to plan today. You're going to have to take a little time this afternoon and think about what am I fasting from and then how am I going to spend time with God. And I want to encourage you to get specific about your time with God. I'm going to read a chapter a day in the book of John and, and make that your commitment to the Lord so that you can follow that along and be successful in your fast. Amen, church? So let me ask you, should you fast and the answer is yes, you should fast. And I want to show you in scriptures that you should fast. And so out of the book of Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is speaking to his disciples about some spiritual practices. And he says it like this. He says, when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. So does it say if you give. Okay, a couple of you got it. Let's try it again. You can talk to me today. Does it say if you give? Okay, so what is it saying? When you give. Listen, I don't even have to give you a, a good, um, you know, generosity lesson today. I don't even have to talk about tithing because when you give, it's just part of our spiritual practices of giving to the Lord. So when you give. So Jesus says that to his disciples. And then he says this in Matthew 6, 6, just a couple verses later. He says, when you pray, does he, says, does he say, if you're going to pray? No, he says, when you pray, go into your room. When you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will openly reward you. 
Hey, listen, do you know that the blessings of God are birthed out of your secret prayer time with him? Listen, do you know that when you spend time with God in your, your prayer closet, and, and I wanna encourage you with that, find your place that you're gonna pray. Don't wake up tomorrow and figure out where you're gonna go. Don't, don't you know, get up and walk you know, to the living room and, and the TV's on and your kids are already up playing and you know what, you're gonna have to like figure out how you're gonna have this secret place with God and find it and then pray and spend time with God. And then it goes on to say this in Matthew 6, 17. It says, when you fast, one more time, church, does it say if you fast? No, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. In other words, smile when you leave your house this week. Don't walk around and look, oh, I'm miserable. I'm fasting. Do not appear to men. Listen, appear. That means you might be a little miserable. Just don't appear to everybody to, to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place and your Father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. Amen? So our church over the years has done 21 days of fasting and in some years we've mixed it up and we've done 10 days of fasting. That would be like 10 days of real easy, but... Um, but 10 days of fasting. There have been a couple of years that we combined these three scriptures together and we, we did a fast that included a giving challenge and a prayer challenge and then our fasting challenge. And some years we haven't fasted and so we've done all the things. But, but I feel like this year for our church is different. I feel like this year is, is, is for us a needed moment for us as a church body to fast. And the reason is, is, is we have this beautiful, listen, we just got in this beautiful building. It's great. And, and we've been growing really fast and it's great. What I don't want to happen is for us to get comfortable in things and lose our heart for God. I, I don't want us to get, listen, I want us to be humble and hungry for God this year. And, and I don't want us to be in a place where like, well, everything's going smooth and all the lights are on and everything's working. And because we came out of an environment, it wasn't that way. And it would be easy for us to get really comfortable in this setting and just say, well, God, let's coast. And listen, not us. We're called to press and meet with God and have a deep walk with him, have the Holy Spirit working in our life. And I feel like this is the year for us to press in and experience God more than ever. Now, a lot of people do a, a one word. You ever do a one word thing coming into the beginning of the year? You may tell you what everybody's word's gonna be. And it might be your word already, but most people are gonna do more. That's their word. You know why? Because it rhymes with 24. Like, that's a really great way to come up with your word because it, it rhymes. But listen, it's okay. Listen, because I want more in 2024. Do you? I do. I want more of God in 2024. We need God more than ever this year. I don't know what this year is going to bring, but we're going to need God more than ever this year. So I want to share with you five reasons, five major reasons why I am fasting this year. And they'll probably apply in your life, but I think it's interesting that you, you understand there's, there's some real reason to, to our fast. And so for me this year, I, I'm gonna fast for five reasons. And number one, fasting always brings a deeper connection to God. And I want that more than ever this year. 
I want to be so close to the Lord. I want to just be, just, I just, I want to feel his heartbeat. I want him to, I just want to be close to God. And when I say no to the world, then I can say yes to God in deeper and more focused ways. And so I want to say yes to God and I want to have a deeper connection to God this year. So that's the first reason. The second reason that I want to fast this year is because fasting brings me the needed discipline over my flesh. I'm not the most disciplined person. I force it in my life because I know it's necessary. And so in a fast, it's, it's, it's a way of me resetting spiritual practices in my life so that all year long I can read and I can devote and I can spend time with God. And so it's a great reset for that. Fasting brings clarity and sensitivity to my spirit so that I can hear God better. When I began to declutter my life from things and de- just, just removing some of those things, whether it's food and some TV, some games and things, when I began to declutter my life, then I began to hear his voice because God has a small voice or a quiet voice, a, a whisper of a voice. And if we're so cluttered, we don't hear his voice. And so when we begin to declutter our life, we begin to hear his voice again. And it retrains us. It resets our ears to his, his voice. And it brings a sensitivity into our spirit. And I want to be sensitive. I want to hear the promptings of the Lord in my life. I want to be reading the scriptures and, and, and suddenly God highlights something. as that's for you today. That's that sensitivity that I want. And I want it for you as well. Fasting brings that sensitivity to the spirit. Fasting brings, this is my fourth reason, fasting brings consecration and anointing for greater things ahead. It's spiritual preparation for the year. When I fast, it's it's where I am saying to the Lord, God, I'm setting aside my life for you in January. I want to give you all of me, reset, refresh. I want to get near to you and I want to set aside. That's what consecration is all about. It's about me setting aside my heart, my soul, my mind, my flesh. God, it's all yours. I want to be close to you and it's that consecration. And in that place, when we are giving ourselves to God, that's when anointing comes into our life. And anointing is that favor of God. It's that supernatural part of our life that gives us the abilities to do what he wants us to do in our life with his power, with his help, with his authority. So whether it's preaching a sermon, I need his anointing, but you need it for parenting. You need his favor on your parenting. You need his favor for your business. You need favor in all of your life. And you get that extra bit of anointing when you consecrate your life to God and say, God, I want to give you my heart and soul for this season. Amen. And the last thing is I'll tell you that fasting brings victory for the impossible in your life. Victory for the impossible. There are some things that that need fasting to press through. There are just some things that are held up in spiritual battles in your life. If you go to read in the book of Daniel chapter 10, there's a story about Daniel and he's praying to the Lord. And it says that God heard his voice on the first day he prayed. And for 21 days, Daniel prayed and he fasted. On the 21st day, an angel comes to Daniel 
and says, I've been sent to tell you this. But he said for 21 days, the angel said, there was a battle in the supernatural, in the spiritual world. And he said, as you fasted and prayed, I battled in the spiritual world and it took 21 days of you fasting and praying before I was able to get here. There are some things in your life that will get released when you fast and pray. There are some victories in your life that you really need to see. There are some breakthroughs in your life. There are some healings. There are some relationships. There are things in your life that will come as you fast and pray this year. Amen? I heard Pastor Jensen Franklin, who I affectionately say is my favorite preacher because I love to listen to him. And, and he said this in a recent message. And, and when he said it, identified to it. And I thought, well, that's for me and I'm just going to take it to the church. So if you hear him say it, he said it first, but listen, now I say it, so it's mine. All right. So, but he said this, this is your year. And when I heard that something sparked in my spirit, this is your year. And so I want to prophetically say to you that this is our year as a church. This is my year. And I want you to know that this is your year also. Do you believe that? It can be your year. Yes, we're going to have challenges. But it can be your year. Yes, 2024. I, listen, I don't know what's going to happen in 2024. I told you last week you're going to have some good days and some bad days. You know that. We don't know from pandemics to elections. and I mean, it, it could be absolute chaos out there. And you're like, well, how can this be my year? How can we have a good year, a great year? How can we have breakthrough? How can we do all of this when the world's going crazy? And I just want to remind you of one thing, that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And I want to remind you that the kingdom of God is superior to the kingdoms of the world. And so listen, you can have a great year because God is on your side. God is fighting your battles and you are consecrating yourself to the Lord. You're preparing yourself for what comes this way this year because I want you to know that when you give your heart to God that whatever he wants to do through your life, he will accomplish it if it's his purpose for you. Listen, the, the government, the president, Russia, China, they can't stop you if you have God. Amen, church. Amen, church. But you're going to have to do some things. Listen, you don't get to declare that without you pressing in to Jesus this year. You're going to have to change some things. If you want some things to change in your life, change something about your life and fast and seek God this year because this can be your year. This can be a better year for you. This can be your most fruitful year this year. Listen, this can be the year that you meet with God and you experience his presence in a deeper way than you ever have. This can be your year, church, for you to break free from something that's been hurting you for years in your life. This can be your year to restore your marriage. This can be the year that your son or daughter comes to church and they walk to the front of this room and they surrender their life to Jesus this year. This can be your year for God to move and do so many things if you'll give him the first part of your year for 21 days. Amen, church. I believe it. This is your year. I, I wanna close with this thought because how do you know if this is your year? 
I mean, you know, I, I, I got you clapping, that's good. We need, a, we need a verse, right? We need a verse. This is my year. Let's, let's see what the Bible says. Exodus 17. It says, Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. And meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur, they climbed to the top of a nearby hill. And as long as Moses held up the staff in his hands, the Israelites had the advantage. So Moses was leading the Israelites, but Joshua was fighting the battle. And so as long as he held up his hands and the staff, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he dropped his hands, the Amalites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired that he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. They stood on each side of Moses and they held up his hands so his hands held steady until sunset. And as a result, the Bible says, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. Now, I know this verse doesn't say anything about fasting, and I get that. But there's a principle here that we can tie to this. And as long as Moses held his hands up to the Lord, as long as Moses had his attention towards the Lord... God helped Joshua win the battles. There's a, there's a connection between this physical posture of, of Joshua. He was, I mean, of, of Moses. There was a, a posture that he had. There was a, a physical part of what he was doing. He was lifting his hands and he was just looking to the Lord in this moment. And as long as he had his hands to the Lord, he began to win the battles. But but it also said that as his hands, the physical part of his body began to come down, then in the spirit realm, there was a battle that began to shift the other direction. His hands had to be postured to God. And it says that it became hard for him to hold his hands up. It was difficult. And so when he did, his hands came down. I want to say to you that in a fast, there's going to be some difficult moments. Don't be unaware. Yes, 21 easy. I'm joking. It can be hard. You're going to, you're going to be seeking God and the enemy's not going to like it. He's going to throw every temptation he can your way. There'll be more commercials about ice cream and pizza. <laughs> they know. Papa John's is working for the enemy kidding fasting can be hard right and so his hands came down he became weary and when his hands came down the enemy started winning the battle and then he put up his hands and he he, he postured himself there was a physical posture there's something that the Lord sees in our physical obedience and let me say it like this physical obedience releases spiritual victories in your life you see, there's something about our physical bodies that releases something spiritually. That's why like when we worship in here on Sunday, I, I don't recommend you stand here like this during worship. What do we do? We, we lift our hands. We physically demonstrate, God, I'm all yours. I love you, Lord. We clap to the Lord. We love you, Lord. When you kneel before the Lord in prayer, Somehow the Lord sees that and says, oh, I see what you're doing in the private. I see your posture, your heart towards me. 
And he says, I see what you're doing the private. I can reward that. That's why I say you can have your year. This can be your year if you have a great spiritual year. If you posture yourself, this can be your year. It's going to be our church's year, I can tell you that. Because we're going to do it. We're going to pray. We're going to seek. We're going to fast. It can be my year. I believe it. Amen. And it can be your year. So take the time to fast this year. Would you join me for 21 days? Join our church. Figure out what you're going to fast from today and figure out what you're going to fast for today. And make your commitment. Let's just, let's, you ready to make a commitment? If I, if I got you ready, if I preached enough, you got it? Yeah, all right, good. Well, then let's stand to our feet. If you stand up, that means you're committing to a fast, all right? So stand up, go ahead. I see you. Let's, let's do this. Let's make our commitment and use our voice. Let's voice our commitment. I'm gonna lead you in a, a commitment and a prophetic declaration, all right? You ready? Say, say this with me. God, I need you more in 2024. I'm committed to seeking you for 21 days in a fast. I believe when I am physically obedient, I will experience your spiritual victories. And now, in the name of Jesus, I declare, I prophesy, this is my year. Say it like you mean it. This is my year. Amen. Can you give the Lord a clap? Amen. I'm so glad you committed. It's kind of like that voluntold. If this is your year. Today is someone's moment. Today is someone's decision. This is your moment. Today there are people in the room that have never begun a relationship with the Lord. And as the pastor, your pastor in this moment, I'm so honored you came to be in this room with us and we welcome you. But I want to encourage you to take this moment to surrender your life to the Lord. All your life, however many years that's been, many or a few, you've needed your sins forgiven and you need Jesus in your life. And I want to give you that opportunity. This is your moment to say yes to the Lord. No to yourself. No to everything else. For this moment, you're going to say yes. I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And you're going to be born again and have a brand new relationship with the Lord. And so let's kindly bow our heads. And if that's you today, and you're ready for your moment to say yes, I believe in Jesus. When I count to three, just lift your hand up. One, two, and three. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. I see your hands. Let's all pray this together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. He lived. He died. He rose again. I believe in Jesus 
as my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me of my sins. I receive that now. I choose today to live for Jesus all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, church. Come on, church, give a great clap. So good. So good. If our prayer team would come on down. This is one of the most important parts of our day. And so we're gonna close out with a time of prayer. If you have any prayer need whatsoever, we wanna partner with you. We wanna pray for you. We wanna see that thing that's holding you back in any way. We wanna see that breakthrough in your life and we're here to pray for you. If you prayed that prayer today for the first time to, to surrender your life to Jesus, I'm gonna ask you to take one step today and that's to come tell somebody, I made a decision to follow Jesus. We wanna pray for you. We wanna point you in the direction so you can take next steps. So please come tell someone you prayed that prayer for the first time. We also have communion that's in each of the corners of our room. What a great way to start 2024 is to take communion. The bread represents his body, the blood and the juice represents his blood that was shed so that we can have a new life in him. And so we're gonna take just a few minutes at the final part of our service for prayer, for communion, and for worship. Church, I love you. Happy New Year, and it's gonna be your year, amen? Amen. Let's worship, let's come pray if you need prayer.